What's up, Cracking Aces listeners? You can find every episode on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Listen up, we've got some tea, and you all are going to be obsessed. We spoke with the Abercrombie team, and they told us that they were going to launch a wedding shop. Well, we lost it, because as you know, we are both getting ready to get Abercrombie and hitched. The whole vibe of Abercrombie these days is clothes you'd wear for a perfect long weekend, and all their customers were like, hey, we spend long weekends traveling for weddings these days, and then Abercrombie was like, we love that. Let us just give you everything you could ever possibly want and love to wear for all things wedding. So they did. It has everything. Tons of dresses, jumpsuits, pants, swimsuits, pajamas, pantsuits, and all perfectly curated for different events, bachelorettes, brunches, showers, ceremonies as a guest and ceremonies as a bride, reception, and even honeymoon. It is incredible. Check out the Abercrombie Wedding Shop on Abercrombie.com. Go shop it now. You still doing good on like the exercise and diet stuff? No. No, I fell off. I, I'm trying to be okay during the week, but no, I hear you. Yeah, I'm I'm doing okay. <laughs> Talking about health, Smitty comes on eating Chick Fil A. Oh, that looks so good! I fucking I'm eating it's an miserable. avocado salad. It's just miserable. There's Jake Tool. Hello, it's Jake. So you been far- any poker? Playing any poker lately? Yeah, been playing. Just cash? Any tournaments or anything? Um, I late registered a $200 on party poker on Sunday that I had a ticket for and I busted pretty quickly. I, I, I gotta be better with using those. I get them as part of my rake back on, on party. Um, and but you forget I, to use them sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. I think they expire. I don't know if they expire every month or, or what, but, um, and you know, what's weird is I, I actually, I logged into, like, I play on Party, but I have a Borgata poker account, which is the same skin, or just a different skin of Party. But um, I logged in for the first time in forever, and I had a ticket to that, too. So I was like, oh, okay, I'll, you know, I'll just fire one, and when I bust, I'll log into Borgata and fire the other. They, they don't let you do that. Hmm. So, like, I, I get that I couldn't, I get that, like, you can still re-enter, so maybe that's why, but, like, it's not like both screen names were in the tournament at the same time. So I have the account? No. I I got like that. I was texting y'all about the tournament I played Saturday. It was like an 84 man, $200 buy-in. And I was like three of 10 going to the final table and just, I mean, a lot of things went wrong. I'll spare you details, but you were crushing the place daily finish. There. I got seventh for 806 bucks. What did you do wrong? Uh, I don't think, okay, so I, I, I'll ask Jake, look, I don't think there's any way I can fold here, but I'll ask the the, tape, the, the floor of this hand, because the guy's hand range is extremely tight. So it's 3K, 6K, I opened 13, like 13.5 under the gun with ace, queen of hearts, but we're, we're I believe we're either nine or 10 hand at this point. How deep? Uh, I started the hand with about 140, 150,000. But that's good, though. It's a turbo. Tur- so, I have, like, 23, 24 big blinds. But it's a turbo. So, like, keep in mind, you know, open 13.5, second position, shove 60K, and we're playing full ring. Like, I know his hand range is tight, but it's 47K to win 89. 
with ace queen of hearts, like I thought I have to call. And if he, you know, I'm flipping with nines, tens, jacks, even though he has a tight hand range. But the thing, the reason I'm asking the hand is by calling and losing, it knocked me down to like 85, 90K, and I lost all my maneuverability in this turbo. And if I fold and have like 130, I can still maneuver. But I mean, I called. I wasn't, I didn't think about it long, and I lost queens, but. I mean, one of the like the page ups are probably really small. Yeah, I mean, it, if, like, if I, what I thought was if I call and win, I'm gonna have 240k and I own this thing. I think there's a lot. I think there's a lot of stacks that you should fold to a shove, but I, I, I. Yeah, that's what I said. I don't know if I'm good enough to fold. No, uh, and it was your, like I said, I did yeah. the math, and it was 47k to win 89k. I mean, I'm getting two to one on my money. Almost. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it changes. Like the 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 two to one one roll doesn't really mean anything with, yeah. you know whenever you're at a final table but um how short were the shorter stacks were you, was there like a two big wine stack there were like a few four and fives but like what happened was it was one of those nightmare final tables where like six short stacks doubled up so i lost i'll just give you the quick i'll make this really quick i'll make this like two minutes all the stuff that happened all right so i lose the ace queen of hearts to queens it knocks me down to 85k at three six i lose my maneuverability uh, big stack opens only position. I shove ace queen and I beat ace jack to get back in it. So I'm back at like one, like I think they got me back to like 160 at 4K, 8K. Then I, some fish limps, ISO king jack cut off, small blind three bets. So I have to fold. So I leak, leak some chips, whatever. He shows queens, standard. So then I open jacks out of mid. The big blind has four big blinds and sticks in ace three. I lose to like a wheel or some BS on the river, but that's like a key pot because it's a turbo, you know, like there aren't that many chips in play. This is like a weekly tournament. So, and then I, I, I have like 110 K at six twelve. big stack opens 25 under the gun. I shove ace queen of clubs out of the small blind and he had the same guy that had ace Jack and he has Kings and I got knocked out. So you in some tough spots with ace queen. Sounds yeah. Well, I, I doubled against ace Jack again with one, but yeah. I just don't see how I get, you know, I don't know. I, I can't, I, I, mean, Mince, I, I didn't back, think anything of ace queen. Back to the first there. hand with ace queen, like the two to one thing aside, his, his range, I mean, ace jackson is nine in his range. You're beating a ton of stuff. Well, the set, that first hand though, I really didn't know if they like, dude was in second position and people play tight in these deep south turnies, man. Are you nine or 10 handed? That I, I, I'm not I, – I, it was one of the first – There's no way King Queen suited is in this range if, if, either. either. It, yeah, I mean, my thing is, though, he's shoving nines. Ones? He's shoving nines, tens, and jacks for sure. And, I mean, I'm – Yeah, I mean, I would, I, would, I would call, but I'm just trying to illustrate that, like, I mean, you're – I don't know, you probably have, like – maybe 35 – 40% equity, like you, you just have to call. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it, but it, at least the positive was a cash for 800, and they've got a first Saturday of the month, big 500 on Saturday. They got like 104 runners last in February. So, you know, I just treated that 200 like it was a satellite to the 500. So at least I'm in that. So that'll be fun on Saturday. And you got a damn good haircut, Ben Mintz. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that, man. I kind of, I had to clean it up for, it was getting a little out of control after Mardi Gras. And uh, it's, we're going all business for Lent. We're going all business in life. I'm on the, I'm on the wagon. Uh, I might as well say it on here. I'm, I'm going to run the 10K Crescent City Classic Easter weekend. It's a fundraiser for Hawks of the Cause. 
Uh, I'm excited about that. I'm going to do a big video with that uh, tomorrow. And I'm like working out with the trainer and I'm on day. Today's day seven. I've eaten no carbs for like a week. I've lost like 10. I'm dropping weight. So we're. That's good. Good. I'm feeling, yeah, I'm got, feeling, I'm feeling vibes and energy are good right now. So you got, you're looking good. You're looking great. You got that uh, good Southern uh, hair, that that trustable John Edwards haircut. Just don't. Yeah, yeah it's like a nice. It's like a nice sheet on your way with cancer. I thought yeah, about going a little B Walker Hollywood. I've never really nah. put gel or spray in it, but like. I feel like it would be better. I don't know, but just maybe. don't cheat on your wife while you're running for president and knock someone yeah. out who has but, cancer. But no, Bob, his, wife, but, his wife had cancer. Yeah, his wife had cancer. Oh, really? while he was running for president, and then yeah. he cheated on. I don't think he just cheated. I think he like left her. Uh, uh I think she like left him and then like died. Okay, but you know what? None of my business. None of your business. <clears throat> but I'm back. Let's do uh, this. Quick apology to Chance Corneth. Because he put out a Twitter thread yesterday or two days ago about how in 2013, he got a call from Dan Bilzerian to ask if he could coach him because he was going to play a billionaire in a $1 million buy-in heads-up match. 5K, 10K blinds, million-dollar minimum buy-in. And, like, the thread, you know, it's just like a quick little, like, crazy poker world story about how Bilzerian hit up Andrew Robel first. Robel said he couldn't do it. And he said, you should contact Chance. And Chance is like, Chance said Bilzerian offered him 10K to coach him. And if he won a million dollars in this match, he would give Chance 10K. Or he said that was the, whatever. He was free rolling it. Like, you coach me if I make a million dollars, you get 10K. Chance said, fine. So he coaches him. Bilzerian wins $10 million in this game. I blog it because I just thought it was like a quick, fun story. We like Chance etc etc so many people were so mean and saying like that's fucking cap you're lying like blah 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 i'm like one if you read the blog it was mostly on social people who see the headline and don't like read the blog i don't like dan bilzerian like i I think he's a loser he pays you know women to follow him around and he posts pictures like he's like an 18 year old it's so weird i don't envy his life i envy his money but not the way he uses it um, but I thought the story from Chance was cool that he was just like in a parking lot in Colorado coaching Dan Bilzerian how to play heads up against this billionaire. People are just like, don't understand that billionaires play super high stakes and that Dan probably has made over $100 million playing in these ridiculous private games with super rich people who see him on Instagram. And it's like, yeah, we want to play with him because they have unlimited money, so they don't care. But I felt really bad for Chance that everybody's like, this guy's fucking lying and this and that. It's like, what what would Chance lie for? Like, what? Chance has like the best reputation in the poker world. Yeah. Literally, so, like, I've <clears throat> never heard anybody question anything with him. No, I don't think, I don't think it's an indictment on Chance. I think it's uh, people see Dan Blazarian and like have some sort of intellectual respect <clears throat> for him in any way. And automatically you're just like, oh, that's bullshit. He's not people smart. He can't do him. that. I, yeah. I was shocked. <clears throat> by how how much hate he got i i knew people were like kind of over him but i didn't realize they just fucking hated his guts like that it's like oh okay yeah. my bad or just people seeing that like oh he might have a calculated smart side to him which i think he does people just don't want to believe that N- negranu is on the record saying that he's like yeah bilzerian is good at poker and has made you know millions and millions and millions in these private mm-hmm. games it's not like a secret that bilzerian is 
decent enough at poker to clean up in the private games. It's yeah. like, and if you're, if you're a billionaire looking to play, like, who are you going to call up with those roles? Like you have the option of calling up other billionaires. Uh, you have the option of calling up like Ivy and DeGranu who like would get staked at some sort or like Bobby's room, or you can look at the fucking Instagram hack who by all looks of it, looks like a fucking Neanderthal. You might not be able to count. So kudos to Blazarian for another, another point is that, like I, I for sure agree with everything that you guys have said about him. I don't like him either, but like maybe he's fun. Maybe he's fun to gamble with and these guys like to play with him. You know? Dude, he brings three, four models with him to these little yeah. nerdy billionaires' houses and they get off on that shit. They don't care if they lose them. They're worth billions. They don't care if they're losing a million dollars. They tell their little nerdy billionaire friends that they just played poker with Bilzerian. Like it's, they have such fuck you money. Yeah. Just, yeah. I wonder if Epstein was a good poker player. I also. I, <laughs> oh, God. Oh, okay. <laughs> Probably not. That was, Smitty, that reminded me of the moment on Pick Central when they said if anybody can have a do over in life. And I said Aaron Hernandez. Oh, yeah. I picked him for, uh, what did I pick him for? One of the drafts. And they didn't let me do. Oh, I picked, I said Chris Benoit was an all time villain. And uh, they didn't let that one fly. Made me repick it. Checks out. Like, name a worse guy than him. Like, why? I didn't even think that was that crazy of an answer. Like, he was a pretty bad guy. <laughs> Not according to the WWE the week after. The it was like the day after. <laughs> yeah. They dedicated Wild. all three hours of Monday Night Raw to his memory, <laughs> and then like maybe three hours later, the police were like, "Hmm, turns out it was him who yeah. just did everything." <laughs> Oops, messed up. So now they don't even say his name anymore. He's white. Blacklisted. Oh, he got can. Oh, wow. He got canceled. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't get canceled. He murdered his family. <laughs> it's, I mean, it's a way of canceling. <laughs> I, I I don't think canceling exists. People are like, oh, you can't do, you can't say anything now without being canceled. It's like, no, just things you say have consequences. Like, you don't get canceled. You just people don't like, you know, racism. Kanye or like whatever you know it's it's hey. not being canceled I feel like John Gruden got canceled a little bit by the NFL John Gruden no, John Gruden got canceled by life not the NFL okay that's an interesting one um and he's a scapegoat for the NFL yeah Dan, I, Snyder, I, Dan, Snyder, Dan Snyder might bring down the entire NFL as we know it and I actually can't wait it's gonna be if if I'm understanding it the way I think I am he very he might force the owners to vote him out, and then he might be also like blackmailing them, being like, "If mm. you guys vote me out, I will release all the dirty laundry." <laughs> yep. So the alternative is, so he doesn't want to sell to Bezos because he hates Bezos because Bezos basically hired the private investigators to follow him around. So the Washington Post that he owns could then print the stories. It's so fucked up. Oh, wow. <laughs> billionaire petty wars. And so Snyder doesn't want to sell to Bezos, but Bezos is like, I'm going to outbid everybody. So you have to sell to me. The other NFL owners know this and they don't want to allow Snyder to not sell to the highest bidder because that then brings down the value of their teams. So they're just in like these billionaire wars where- It's like a hostile takeover kind of. So, but it might just end up with the owners having to vote him out and him it, like basically- is he bluffing or not? Will he release all the dirty laundry if they? He'll end up. 
Uh, he'll end. He'll end up. Uh, he'll end up with a uh, convenient heart attack. I, it would not shock me. I, it wouldn't shock me if Jerry Jones killed for less. I mean, who do you think leaked that picture of Jerry Jones at like the racist rally? Who do you think leaked the John Gruden emails? Who do you think has done all of this? It's all Dan Snyder. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. wild, wild stuff. Listen up, we've got some tea and you all are going to be obsessed. We spoke with the Abercrombie team and they told us that they were going to launch a wedding shop. Well, we lost it because as you know, we are both getting ready to get Abercrombie and hitched. The whole vibe of Abercrombie these days is clothes you'd wear for a perfect long weekend and all their customers were like, hey, we spend long weekends traveling for weddings these days. And then Abercrombie was like, we love that. Let us just give you everything you could ever possibly want and love to wear for all things wedding. So they did. It has everything. Tons of dresses, jumpsuits, pants, swimsuits, pajamas, pantsuits, and all perfectly curated for different events, bachelorettes, brunches, showers, ceremonies as a guest and ceremonies as a bride, reception, and even honeymoon. It is incredible. Check out the Abercrombie Wedding Shop on Abercrombie.com. Go shop it now. Well, on a, on a uh, equally, uh, what's the word? Uh, negative and catastrophic note possibly uh i think i've identified my weakest part of my poker game by far do tell weakest part can we can we guess because i've watched some of your streaming yeah and and this is not it's not heads up my heads up is very weak (laughs) but it's not my heads up you want a ring how is your heads up weak sun shines on a dog ass every once in a while i guess that's true I think it's bet size. Waiting on waiting on uh, pins and needles here. I kind of. Um, it's uh, either on the bubble or 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 at, uh, let's say late in tournaments when I'm at anywhere from eighteen to twenty nine big blinds. And what do you think you're doing wrong? I think I'm being. I think I'm being uh, too passive, pussy. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's that, you that's mean, you oh, mean no, 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 loose, your... loose, loose, loose pussy passive. So you're opening too much. That's the worst kind. Shoving enough. Yes, yes, and I obviously don't have enough equity behind me to, to be able to back my balls up in this loose pussy passive scenario. LPP. Yeah, I mean, yes. like I, I would, I would say, like step one of of a good tournament player is to identify people exactly like that at the table who are going to play pots really mm-hmm. passively, but they're still going to, they're still going to be putting money in where they basically can never, they're, they're only sticking it in with, with the stone cold nuts and other and the rest of the time they're putting money in and then folding or opening and then folding hands that maybe they shouldn't be folding. Um, that's, that's something that a, a decent player is going to look for right away. Yeah, Smitty, okay. I'm with you. Like, you'll see, not you meaning, like, in general, not you. Like, you'll see yeah. bet, and then they call, and then a turn comes, and it's, like, uh, uh, so, like, passive meaning, then, I don't fire another even, barrel. Like, but it's down. not even firing another barrel. It's, like, it's either I jam here or I fold. Like, there, there's no in between. It's either I jam with my 15 things that are left. Or like into a pot that's twenty bigs, or like I'm out. Like I, I just don't. 
So, so what's, what, what is, what is this? Maybe there's not a simple solution, but what's a way to improve on that? Should I play less hands and, and, and play like I'm short stacked kind of? I think um, without really seeing a hand history, my, my guess is that you, I mean, yeah, you're probably like in some of these tournaments, probably a, an unfortunate victim of card distribution where you're, you're just not, you know, you're not getting hands when you're between the, that stack size and inevitably end up bleeding down. Um, it, it could be that you're, that you're raise folding too much between 18 and 30 blinds. It could be that you're, not defending enough, not defending your big blind enough for for small raises off those uh, off of that those stack sizes to to realize some equity um, and to you know at, at least give yourself put yourself in a position to to win some pots um, because the reality is like more often than not if you're if you're just sitting there waiting for the top eight percent of hands it's not going to come very often. Um, so what you're saying is I should be more aggressive. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's, and that doesn't mean just like going all in. It, it, that could be like taking a hand that makes you feel uncomfortable and three betting it, like three betting it, the three bet fold off that, off, off like a shorter, slightly shorter stack. Uh, raising a hand that you might be folding um, from, you know, earlier mid, middle position. Uh, Wait, how, how loose are you talking here? Like queen eight suited, 10 nine suited, those types of hands? Uh, I mean, it depends. Uh, um, if we're talking about like at, at a eight or nine handed table with, with, when you have between, let's say 15 and 25 blinds, um, you really, you really want to look to steal with, with high cards. Um, you know, a lot of like suited aces that you might be, that you might be folding from early position and start to raise them hands like king eight suited, king 10 off, ace 10 off, um, Hands that like, if you're semi deep in a tournament, they, it's not like it's not like you're going multi way, post flop, um, like very often. Not to say it doesn't happen, but uh, those are hands that like have pretty strong removal that aren't like elite hands that, and that goes for three betting them too. Like I, like you can take those hands and if somebody opens, you know, let's say like an, an active chip leader or close to chip leader uh, at your table opens from early middle position and you have one of those hands uh, where you're not closing the action, sometimes those hands can, can function well as, as three bet bluffs. Um, and I'm just, I'm giving a very broad example yeah. of, of ways to try to chip up where, you know, you're not just waiting and, you know, you obviously have to make sure you balance that by committing to yourself and sticking to the, to the strategy of, okay, well, here are my, a few of my bluffs that I'm going to, that I'm going to uh, start to incorporate. And in return, I need to make sure that I don't go all in with really strong hands. And I, and I'm taking, you know, I'm using the same three bet and three bet sizing to, uh, you know, just to, just to create some balance in that. I, I have like one or two quick points on this. Cause this is actually Smitty. This is some stuff I found in my game. That was a little bit of a mistake too, where when you have that like 18 to 30 big bond stack, a lot of times you have to tighten it. You tighten your opening ranges a little bit and I feel like I'd just be in all these pots and still be open in queen 10 and jack nine. And I'd just be like raising and then like folding to three bats or having to give up flops and just like leaking chips when I need to protect my stack a little bit when you don't have like maneuverability. But on the other side of it, Jake kind of mentioned it. When you have like 25 or 30 big blinds, 
you could three bet fold at those stacks from 25 to 20 big blinds. And it's like, it looks pretty strong when you three bet on a shorter stack too, I think. Yeah. And so, I mean, obviously a lot of this depends on, are you at a table where people are opening too wide and what's your image? But I feel like playing a little tighter on your opens and then three betting more could, could work a little bit here. Just my thoughts. Yeah. I mean, my, my guess, Smitty, is that you're probably hmm. – like maybe you're maybe you're flatting too much like maybe if I, and tell me if i'm wrong but maybe like if, you know if early middle positions opening and you're in the cutoff with six seven suited you're playing that hand more than you really should be um yeah no that's and, and like hands, like, hands like that like jack eight suited jack nine suited and, and you know for you know chip ev at, at deeper stack stack depths it's it's fine to call um but well, what's yeah. the cut? What's the cut? What's the cutoff then? For flatting? Yeah. Like, is that is that a blind or is that is that a blind where where I'm at or is that uh, like a state of the tournament? Yeah, I mean, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be both. Um, if there's any sort of like ICM implication, and, and the truth is, is I don't know nearly enough about ICM to to like truly give you really mm. really good advice, but. Um, I would start to flat hands that make like you just play like a little bit more linear when when people are opening and you have hands that that are good but not great. So like king queen suited, you feel kind of shitty without any like major ICM implications. Like maybe you turn that into a bluff with when there's like eight left in a tournament or something. But like Ooh. if there's not heavy ICM on you, then that's like a hand that can can do pretty well as a flat um where like let's say you have 30 blinds 35 blinds and and a lot of the out of position play a lot of the out of position plays are going to be shove or fold and it obviously sucks to three bit fold that hand so like hands that are like really really is you're kind of on the cusp of whether you want to three bet or three bet fold uh or sorry call or three bet fold um and then like every once in a while like just be aware of stacks behind you so you know let's say you pick up aces or kings and there's you know an early position open and you're to the direct left of the the razor and then there's four or five 10 to 25 bb stacks behind you where not always but it's it's realistic for there to be an all-in behind you um it's just kind of i mean that's that's what's cool about tournaments is that all those stacks are always going to be so different so more of the story um, don't be a loose passive pussy yeah yeah that's, that's a pretty, good, that's a pretty more, good guideline one more question on this because this is something else i've noticed that i do too much is like i'll have a pretty good hand and then i'll see about the flop and get floated and smitty just mentioned that when you will get in the spot where all of a sudden you've got you've got a turn you've got a medium hand with 15 or 20 bonds left and like you end up like leaking and check folding like my point I'm trying to ask you, it's like if you're going to be playing hands in that short stack, you got to be willing to go the whole way with it, right? Like don't just be bleeding, right? Yeah, I mean, it's always going to depend on positions and, you know, board texture, like if you're C-betting and, and you, you just want like a, a very a basic way to think about any of these spots is you just want to make sure that you're bound, try to be balanced in all of your actions. So if you're C-betting, I mean, it's so fucking broad, but like, you know, do you want to make sure you have some, some high equity bluffs, um, some value. And then when you're checking, 
same thing. You want to be able to have check folds and hands. You don't want to always be check folding when you're checking. Yeah. So like you want to put some some stronger hands into your to your checking range. It just seems like nowadays nobody's folding the C bets on the flop and they're just making you bet the turn so much. And I know the way to counter that is you make like a little smaller flop bet to where then you can bet the turn and it won't be like a higher percent of your stack size. But yeah, I, I mean, I, I would say that's a pretty broad generalization. Okay, um, fair. I'll go fair. But, but, but you're kind of onto something because the reason that you see a lot of, you don't see a lot of folding versus C bets is because the, the bets are so small that you're just inherently going to be calling more, getting such a good price. I mean, that's again, it's, <laughs> there's a million board I, textures and I, sizings. And I think like a thing that I need to learn way better is what turns to continue barreling and which ones are bad to continue barreling. And I just, I, I started playing like a, what's it, Smitty, a passive little pussy? What is it? Loose passive pussy. A loose passive pussy when it's like, oh, loose pussy passive. Loose LPP. Pussy. LP, well, LPP. Yeah. Like, I, it, you start playing like an LPP, you just get so scared. Like, you have 24 bigs. The guy, you know, has 55 bigs. He just called your flop bet. Like, oh boy, like, I'm not trying to go broke here by barreling, you know, big on the turn and then having no clue what's going to happen on the river. Yeah, I mean, like watch, watch like the real, really good tournament players play. They they play pretty fearless. It doesn't mean that they're always just like spewing and bar- and barreling off. Like they're good players and they play smart, but they are they are aggressive and they are if they if they feel like they need to take a spot, then they'll take it. Yeah, um, Eric Seidel had a tweet where he just played. Sorry, I just can't stop watching Mincy. You're so ADD, Mincy. It's unbelievable. <laughs> um, Seidel just played. What was a big turn? Maybe a 25K? Maybe it was that Poker Stars 25K? Or it was some tournament in PCA. Maybe it was like the 100K. And he he tweeted, like, I don't know what's happening. Like, I just, anybody can have any two at any given time because it's like there are people are three betting any two and then they just barrel, barrel, barrel. And it's just like, I have no idea what's going on. And that's, I, when people are like, I'd rather play against pros than amateurs because amateurs can play any two. It's like, these pros put you in the grossest, hardest spots possible where your tournament life is on the line, you know, a hundred big blinds deep in every tournament. It's just by the river, you're, you're have a one-to-one uh, stack to pot ratio. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's like a lot of good players that play the game now. So there's it's, too many good players. Yeah. It's, it's tough. You have to try to, I mean, I, First of all, I don't believe for a second that Eric Seidel doesn't know what's going on. He's, yeah, but it, like his point was like, "Oh boy, this is this is wild." <laughs> yeah, um, I mean that can be like a compliment or a or, or an insult too to whoever he's playing with. I mean, I've played in I've played in games before where I, I legitimately do not know what's going on. Like they're 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 honestly feels like the rest of the players are playing a different game. And it's hard. Like it takes some adjustment. It's just, or so it kind of goes back to playing like a pussy, or you can just fold, wait till it gets super aggressive, and you wake up at the right spot at the right time with you know kings or kings or aces. Is there then, Smitty, Is there an example, like a specific example that you remember? If, I don't know if you played yesterday or not, um, or, or Sunday. Well, we're playing the knights. We're playing in the the last circuit event, five hundred fifty k guaranteed. So we could check that out and go over our hand history. Um, 
I mean, off the top of my head, no, nothing that uh, really comes out where I don't absolutely get shafted, kind of. Um, mm-hmm. But but I I I am cognizant of uh, of your point. Like when I'm in those spots, and you know, I'm on the button or the cutoff, and there's a raise before me, and I have seven six suited or jack nine suited. I'm usually calling. I'm usually flattened there, and maybe I shouldn't. Because, yeah, I mean, I I guess like those those are like two pretty different hands, uh, and I I it's not even like it's hard to really comment on it without knowing well, the exact situation. To make it but, basic, yeah. Smitty, maybe try. Ugh, it's such a stupid thing to say, but just bear with me here. Try tonight. Uh, you know, like when you gamble and you start fading yourself. Anytime you're about to flat. Be like, let's err on the side of uh, aggression here and, and stick yeah. in that. Yeah, but part part of my issue is I don't even realize I'm doing it at that point with those hands. Like the 7-6 suited, the jack-9 suited. I'm just calling there, and I, I just it, – it, it's a part of my game that I, I'm i not aware you're of. You're not being... conscious of stack sizes when you're doing it. Exactly. Exactly. You're exactly. not like, yeah, it's fine when you have 50 blind, but when you – I'm playing, I'm playing more position, and I'm acting like – it's you know the the second level of the tournament at that yeah, point. Yeah, right. I get it. And those, those hands are obviously fine to play with with deep stacks, but you, I mean, I'm sure you've already realized it that when yeah. you're 20 blinds deep and you have seven six suited, sure, yeah. it's great to flop straight or like you know yeah. a really good it's, hand, but like it, especially not, especially like you're flopping middle or bottom pair and exactly. getting seabed into and calling, and then it, it, it honestly like you're probably supposed to be folding on certain boards anyways and then you just end up folding turn or calling two and exactly and and the same goes with uh lower pocket pairs right or yeah even more so okay even more so with 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 small pairs um they just don't have any playability um but then what about what about like a, a spot where smitty has 23 bigs in the small blind and you know early position raises i mean I, i'm sure this is all like you can look it all up and figure out what hands you should be calling what hands you should be folding but it's so much fun to just play hands out of the small blind because you already have a blind in there and you can play hands out of the small blind you see it all the time yeah um, probably less so off those off the shorter stacks though i was watching a streamer and i'm not going to say who it was uh it's a, it's a guy's game i don't respect but uh, and I don't think you do either, Jake. But I'm not going to say who it is. Okay. And uh, I respect it. He was, I mean, he was 35 big blinds deep, and it went just like you know, middle position, open, min raised, and he folded like I probably watched the stream for an hour. He folded every small blind and I like suited hands, like suited connectors, everything. I was like. Either I'm insane or this is the tightest, most wrong way to play poker I've ever seen. Yeah, I mean, I can't really, it's hard, I can't really comment on it without seeing the actual hands. But um, yeah, I mean, you're definitely allowed to, to flat the small blind. And, you know, when you play, when you play cash and you're deep um, in a, you know, normal rake environment, you don't really call on the small blind that often. Um, not to say that you can't, but you, you just don't see it. Unless it's like multi what like Yeah, I mean it, it unless it's multi-way, unless there's like a you know, if the button opens and you're in the small blind or cutoff opens and you're you can flat the small blind with the weak player and the big blind. Um 
not it's not like a crazy thing, but generally speaking, you see it less. But then you can mind fuck people too, you know, start flattening aces yeah. in the small blind. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Is creativity dead in poker? Can you just like, I guess in live poker with like Helmuth, like you can you can still do like you know dumb little things to kind of like mess with people. But I feel like once you get into like those high rollers and stuff they show now, like the main games that they actually stream on like poker go there's there's so much creativity left but here like i would love to be smart enough to basically memorize the entire solver become like so that's jason that's what jason does but i i I know but i would love to do that and then not play that way but just use it against people who try to play that way i think that's like you just figured out the fundamental theorem of poker yeah no i'd win i think i would win that is I think you I just figured play. out poker in front of our eyes. I yeah. That was incredible. <laughs> yeah. So just do that. The light bulb just went, I can see the, the light bulb just went off in your eyes. Yeah. yeah. You got it. I can't wait to see, see the stream of tonight's tournament. Professor Smith. Solver Smith. Uh, we'll, I mean, we'll, they do we'll work say. as much as people I'll, I'll be recording. I'll, I'll, be, I'll be recording the hands. Oh, solvers do work. There's yeah. minimal studying That's that right. I've done. Is a solver mm-hmm. boy, and all he yeah. does is win. Jason Kuhn, like legitimately, he goes on pay- vacation and he just stays inside and learns solvers. Like every <laughs> high roller, I, I mean, Daniel Negreanu spent three years learning how to use them. He, he invested a shit ton of money learning how to use solvers and stuff like that. It's it, it is the way to make millions. I'll tell you that. But it's it's just not fun. There should be a solverless tournament where. It has to be like you can only play street poker the whole time. It just you just take it to the streets. That's Jake. Your thoughts? Come play in the south. Yeah, I know. Seriously, <laughs> I mean, just come play some southern poker then, because it's that's I promise. If you bring up the term solver at these live poker tables in the south, a lot of people are gonna look at you like you're crazy. Yo, next round is about to start. You ready? Yeah, yeah, just shopping for a car in Carvana. For real? Yeah, Carvana makes it super convenient to shop whenever, wherever. For real? That's a ton of car options. Yep, and these are all within my price range. For really real? You can afford that? Yeah, with Carvana. And boom, just like that, I'm getting it delivered in a couple days. For really, really real? You just bought a car. For real, and you just lost. My turn. Visit Carvana.com to shop for thousands of vehicles under $20,000. Uh, did anything else happen in, in the poker world? Uh, Prahlad thinks that the the pots on the Poker Go streams are fake. Duh. Well, <laughs> is, it, just, is it? He's just saying what we're all thinking. <laughs> um, that happened. Phil Helmuth is returning to live on the bike tonight. Wow. Cool. <laughs> Um, there was this the, i don't know if we talk about him on here but there was there's a lot of drama with the, all that the, the slayer cancer chick stuff oh uh, yeah i wanted to stay away okay. from that all right we will that's fine luke very variable got banned it, on twitter uh, it is a story though i, I mean he, it, it's so weird it's it's, it's so weird. just freaking weird what's uh what's what's next on the list the wind's doing the mystery bounty now isn't poker stars having the bahamas soon and then world series like is there just coming i'm a uh 
Well, the the guy bonus. Nate knows. Nate Nate knows from last summer. Uh, the golf. I may be going to the Gulf Coast Poker uh, Championship Series in Philadelphia, Mississippi. That's like next week. Philadelphia, Mississippi. Yeah. Hey, oh, man. Dude, that's not a city. That's not allowed. <laughs> dude, but hey, man, they give free rooms. It's like the most player friendly. It's like low rate, great structures. They got people. They've been getting huge numbers these Philly turn these tourneys. Um, no, you don't, can't say that. It are you the king? Right. Yeah, are you the king in the Gulf Coast Poker Tour? Didn't they give you fly you down? I, mean, I got the content creator award. I didn't actually win any money. Aren't you a Hall of Famer? I won the con. I, I apparently I create good content, but I mean I didn't really win anything. But they got a five hundred dollar Gulf Coast Championship event, and they're adding the ten k WPT seat. Wow, got a, a bunch of stuff in Philly, but you know I'm trying to make some of it. Smitty will be there. Man. No, I, I hey, we got free rooms. All we all can get anytime. Yeah, the, 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 Ben Miss, unless it's by gunpoint, I am not being forced to go to Mississippi in any way, shape, or form. Wow, Smitty hates Philly, I guess. Yeah, that's what I'm hearing. Sure. What, uh, Smitty, isn't there a Philadelphia, uh, true Philadelphia tournament this weekend? They had one last weekend, it was uh, 500k guaranteed, like 1100 buy in. That was that was pretty juicy, but uh, as far as I can see, not them lined up in the near future. I mean, they usually yeah. usually like usually like once a month, both Rivers and Live Casino do like at least a hundred k guarantee. They have an eight hundred dollar tournament at the Borgata in like May. Ooh, do tell. Early May, late May. That's all I know. Okay. So that could be a, that could be a decent option. I need to try to play a little bit. That- yeah is, is that something like you guys would travel for when i say you guys i mean like jake like 800 is that what the beak enough no no okay okay no i like it even more then um yeah i might go to florida maybe oh, yeah. in uh, april i think what they about have all this vegas shit, man? isn't there a what? Uh, a what was i just looking at maybe that was lapc well, they just had that. Yeah, so it wasn't that. I was just looking at something. There's like some five mil guarantee, something. Well, you're gonna be in Vegas all summer, right? Was it win millions? I don't know. When's win millions? Is that right? That's currently going on right. I now. think it's going on now. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. They have a March third, uh, thirty five hundred three mil guaranteed. Oh wow. Solid. And March tenth, twenty two hundred one point five guaranteed that's pretty good good for them they're killing it when is killing it they've really taken uh, they've they've seized the the moment on you know stepping into that premium it seems game. like everywhere is killing it though like halty just won the the cherokee main for four hundred thousand. like damn 400k in cherokee yeah, man. 400K I mean, for get 1800 people 400 was the buy-in a two-day two 1700 the circuits, though, the circuits made a change where now they're doing three-day ones Thursday, Friday, Saturday. And so it's oh, making three. Even, okay. They're making it even bigger. You know, now they're just, you know, that because they, they just switched it this year. But so it's now getting even bigger feels. Uh, Jake, some Instagram questions will fly through. We'll, we'll spend 30 seconds per question. Uh, how do you track? This is from Noah. How do you track your results? What do you actually keep track of? uh is it just buy-in and then profit and loss uh, i used to be much more detailed about it um especially like since i mostly play online um and you know i have poker tracker and, and and used a bunch of stuff to to track everything but 
my poker tracker stopped working sometime last year, like stopped fully capturing all my hands. Uh, so now I just use a very pretty basic spreadsheet. So it just balances. And then usually once a month at the, you know, at the end of the month, what my balance is profit. Um, and then I just track live tournaments. Um, yeah. Buy-ins, caches, um, pretty simple. Um, I, I used to like, I used to really die, try to dive into everything pretty deeply. And, and, uh, I've been much happier since I've kind of stopped doing that. And yeah. <laughs> it's like, if you check your stock portfolio daily, it's just yeah. Yeah. You know, like I, I think there's some, especially with, with either hold a manager or poker tracker, I think there's some real uh, like positive studying you can do on, on, on your own game and others, but uh, it's just been, it's just been a little bit more like free playing for me the last year or so. Okay. This is from Evan. Uh, Jake. How long are you going to be in Vegas this summer? How many events are you planning on playing? And do you always have 100% of yourself in live tournaments that you play? Um, mostly, yes. Um, I mean, I'll swap out maybe 5 or 10% in some tournaments. Um, but I don't really play tournaments that I'd sell to. Uh, if I were to start playing like 25Ks, I'd probably sell. But I don't see that happening. Um, <laughs> Come on, <laughs> you had me going. Um, I don't know what my uh, I don't know what my schedule's like yet. Um, definitely be out there for the main and surrounding tournaments. Um, try to be out in Vegas for more than like four days this year. Um, I might go out for a few days in the middle of June because I'm actually going to be in LA with oh, my yeah. wife, um, and so I might pop. We might pop over there because she's actually never been to Vegas. Um, I'll be there. Yeah, we'll stay with you. Yeah. Um, you still looking at doing the whole summer? I, I, I'd say I'm 80% likely to do the full summer. Hell yeah. Mostly because I hate my apartment. So if you hate one apartment, why not just get another? Good point. I always say, uh, Jake, how many tables do you play at a time online? Too many. But, I would well, say I would say six to eight is the sweet spot, and uh, uh, I'll sometimes play ten or twelve. Um, advice I, for getting I, into I real like estate. What? <laughs> so, worst question to ask you: Advice for getting into real estate? No, no. no. Um, you're, you're one for three. Um, no, I've it's it's there's been headaches, but it's it's been fine overall. Um, advice for lost real one estate. to a flood and one to a squatter i don't know i would just i would just try to look for a place that you're you know that you know a decent amount about and uh you feel has some like pretty long-term potential as far as like land appreciation last question playing with Michi michiganders is that really what they're called michiganders harder or easier than you expected um probably harder well i would say there's more there's just more pros than i thought there would be and maybe they thought the same thing about new jersey um i do find them to be a little angry <laughs> like What's they, that mean? I, I just there's a lot of like chat speaking um and granted some of it is like very warranted like uh, like, I, I don't know if they're, I, maybe they're all friends or maybe they're in like a community together, 
um, where they're like on Discord or something, but uh, they just see they just seem angry. Like they 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 have a lot of issues with like things people do at the table, um, and they seem to be like pitting New Jersey against Michigan as if we're like teams. And um, you know, I I don't really care about Michigan or New or New Jersey. Um, you know, I don't, doesn't matter. They see, to me. It's like a turf war. It's no, it's not like a turf. It's like a you New Jersey regs do X, Y, and Z that we don't like. Um, and, and it's like, well, okay. Like what you're saying is, has some merit. Like, for example, um, you know, what, if, if a game is going with, with a, with a wreck and the wreck sits out and then everybody sits out, like that's fucked up. Like you should clearly just keep playing, uh, which a lot of New Jersey players do. Um, not all of them, but, but a lot. Or same thing if the if that player leaves, it's like okay, well, you know they 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 seem to like want to like set their own terms for like how you should behave after a game breaks and and I and I think that there is some uh, like there's some positive things about that, but like at the same time, dude, I'm like like I just said, I'm like ten or twelve tabling, like you know if, if a game stops and it's like a tough game because there are some some solid players there, like. Sure, maybe I'll play like an orbit or two, but like I'm out of there. You know, I I, I gotta I gotta focus on on other stuff, um, and and I don't think I'm the worst at that. I think there are some New Jersey players who are really really bad. Um, but right, like it's more look like the association. Yourself. It's more like it's more like uh, like we're all like friends in New Jersey who like tell each other to keep doing these things, and it's like I don't talk to anybody in New Jersey. That's a New Jersey rig, other than maybe for like a few, like a handful of people. Is it like they've gotten rid of the chat box? I feel like everywhere it just used to be. No, they have it on stars. That's awesome. Is it just old, old school chat boxes still crack me off? It's like message boards, just the most angry, hateful messages being sent yeah. back and forth. Yeah, like, like, like there was a guy like a, a 510 game broke, but I think this was yesterday. And uh, I was, and it was me and a, a Michigan reg who was, you know, he's, he's, he seems like he's pretty good. Um, and I won a pretty big pot heads up like quickly. So I decided to continue to give him more action. Um, and I like stacked him again. And then I like, I guess I kind of like knit rolled him in another pot. And he just like started like beaking at me in the chat. Like he was like seven years old or something, you know, it's just, it, it, I love it. I don't know. I, I don't have time for that. I I, uh, I may be used to, dude, but I don't. Chat I'll be honest. It's sometimes it sometimes gets the best of me. It's I, it's for so sure. Fun. Like I mean, uh, over the years, like I, I've you know less so recently. I, I really don't. I, I don't. I don't chat a whole lot. But uh, yeah, like I, I've we've all had those like explosive moments where it's like <laughs> like you suck. Like you know, let's play higher. Like yeah. all right, dude. Like I mean, I love to get on stream, but whenever somebody comes at me, I just go all caps, all hail general spank. <laughs> it just has um, to infuriate them yeah I, I i don't know i don't i don't uh i don't have anything against the, the michigan guys it just just seems like a few of them are kind of kind of angry i honestly i do i do get where some of them are coming from but uh no, I, I just don't that. i don't understand the team aspect to these to these states like we're all in like yeah. the new jersey regs are in cahoots with each other and like strategizing and what to do when like a fish leaves or you know something like that I, do whatever the fuck you want it's your money yeah. i mean there's like, for, like 
Never forget in the chat when Big Hooney threatened to kill me in 2008 during a $30 sit and go. Should remind him of that. Maybe sure this remembers. is the year we go to his 4th of July party. I love Hooney. We should go this year. After I won, after I won the, F, the F-Tops in 2009, I took Alex Queen, Tim Latouche, and Big Hooney to, to the spa at Turning Stone. Oh, special. Odd day with the boys. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I don't have anything else. Do you guys have anything else? Thanks to everybody who's sending questions. Hope you learned something in this episode. It was like a strategy forward episode. Yeah, tune in. See if General Spank wins his second. Are you streaming tonight? I'm going to try. I, I, I'm at least recording the hands and then afterwards uh, Photoshop the Kraken Aces logo over any incriminating evidence of said stream. So uh, it works. Yeah, I mean, it, it does. Our, so so our I mean, I'm at least going to record it. Our Cracking Aces poker platform is it's got to be almost ready, right? Hey, yeah. it looked, I'm not going to lie, that hand looked kind of fresh. I agree. <laughs> but the look on it. I can watch videos of Smitty taking bad beats all day. So that's the show. Thanks to everybody who listens. Uh, Subscribe on iTunes and Spotify. Leave those five-star reviews. I assume they still help. Don't really hear much about those anymore, but I think you're still supposed to do it. So help out the fellas. Do all that fun stuff. Merch in the Barstool store. And uh, yeah, take your 3G. Drink your Whistle Pig. They're not even a sponsor anymore, but still do it. And uh, this was, what, episode 180? And yeah, we'll be back next week. See you boys. Good luck, Smitty. Gentlemen. Oh, should we start this show? Yeah, I'm down. Just buying a car in Carvana first. Ooh, for real? Yeah, it's super convenient. I already got pre-qualified in two minutes. All I had to do is answer a few questions. Ooh, that's helpful. And now just customizing my down and monthly payments. Ooh, that's a very fair deal. Yep. Boom. Just bought a car. And you get to take me to the Carvana vending machine in a couple days to pick it up. Ooh. I'm kind of busy. Visit Carvana.com to finance your next car. Financing subject to credit approval.